0: Yo, this is the Ancient Texan. I'm down in uh, Florida, near Orlando. Actually, Palm Coast. Pollen in the air. 76 yesterday. It's only going to be up to 68 today. Going back to Maryland. When I left, it was 11. 11. be warmer. Got a dog waiting for me with a friend of my wife's here, Mitchy. Now, I've been thinking about existential threats to our way of life. Even had my wife help me to learn how to say existential. Still got a little glitch in there. I started thinking, you know, what triggered the whole thought was um, the military, the military industrial complex is starting to rattle sabers again and stir up fear. And we're actually thinking of expanding our uh, aircraft to carry, we're calling it B-21s to carry a new modern bomber to carry bombs to Russia. We also want to expand the number of nuclear uh, missiles and weapons we have, we're at 5,600 nuclear weapons right now, Russia at 6,500, and China at At least 200, maybe approaching 350, the military tells us. But there's a lot of rattling that we need more. We need the ability to kill more people. Of course, it's driven by fear and nationalism, all those kind of things. Irrationality, I might add. And I started thinking about, you know, is there anything that's bigger that, you know, could wipe us out? And I started just kind of listing the group here, crop pandemics. That's certainly, a, you know, a pandemic that hits one or more of our major crops. <laughs> that could make life pretty bad. Genetic engineering gone awry. Especially if it involves humans creating life, altering life. Artificial intelligence certainly has the potential to change life as we know it. And it's not necessarily for the best. You also could have pandemics that spreads among animals, humans, as we have re- witnessed. And it could be a lot worse than what we just experienced. It could be something that just wipes you out there's like, instead of you know, a few percent die, it could be 99% it could be 100% and there's a lot of evidence that that was created in a lab I think that's the prevailing experience prevailing opinion of most experts now is that was created in a lab in China so we have asteroids that could hit our planet, and wipe us out. I think energy still has to be on the list. We're kind of taking it for granted that we're gonna to switch to clean energy and it's all in our power, but uh, there's been a lot of problems in Europe. China is suffering major energy problems. Right now, I mean you just they've increased their coal supply they're trying to, I I think we take that a little more, I think it's a strong subset of uh, global warming, is energy supply is pretty important and we take it a little more for granted than I think we should. I think we should be invested in research for nuclear energy, uh, more thermal solar plants instead of the normal but, I mean, I think there's a lot of room there. That's one the of the podcast. Of course, we have the existential threat of global warming, drought, rising tides, storms, crop failures from that. And right there up at the top again, nuclear weapons. So we've got this whole list. Now what's what's not on that list that's really, really important? Think about that whole list. Maybe with the exception of the asteroid, and even that's not necessarily an exception. Every one of those things on the list is something that requires human cooperation. Humans agreeing, getting along, Treating each other with respect, human connection, love, uh, is an important part of dealing with all of those problems. Even an asteroid in some cases might be amenable to a you know, nuclear weapon being targeted at them and blowing them up before they got here, or steering them off, of course. Whatever, I mean, it's a, a, obviously a difficult challenge, but doable. Nuclear weapons, that's all about humans agreeing with each other, getting along. Pandemics, artificial intelligence, genetic engineering, crop pandemics even if you put stuff on there like uh, that's not on the list that's not a, quite an ex, ex, existential crisis things like obesid, obesity and Alzheimer's that could have you know could collapse our healthcare system there's an element there of human concern human development of individuals that's necessary to solve those problems I'm increasingly convinced that most much of human illness is because of our mental condition and our anxiety and the stress we put on each other lack of love but all these big problems we have we can't solve them without working together And our Congress is kind of like the epitome of lack of cooperation. You can blame the other side because they do nothing. Like right now, we can blame the Republicans. But the Republicans in charge, there's pretty much all Democrats vote no. And when Democrats in charge, all Republicans vote no. But it's even worse than that. We've got to a point that we think the other side is the enemy and that we're doing something that's illegal to be in power, and that our vote actually doesn't matter, that we don't matter if we're a Democrat or Republican. Um, Romney just had a speech where he said characterizing the the laws that the Republicans had passed as being the same as uh, what was passed right after the Civil War was a gross mischaracterization and he's he's probably right um, doesn't mean there's not a bad law in the lot there but that characterization is, is a way of saying the Republicans are all evil and that there is no serious concerns that they have about the voting process. Well, I don't think I did not look into each of the laws and see if they're, you know. We, both, we mostly make a characterization about the laws because of what we feel about Republicans it's not that we listen to each one and have a discussion because part of cooperation in fact the biggest part is listening to people when they talk even if you know right off the bat that you're biased and prejudiced and you're not really giving them audience you start out with listening and talking to yourself and trying to open up your own mind to the person talking to you and looking for their concern and understanding it. And it's more than just listening to their concern about the exact thing you're talking about. It's listening to their concern that's illustrated by what they're talking about. Listening to it, finding it, acknowledging it, respecting it and then from that platform we can talk about maybe there's other alternatives and i think that lack of ability right now of connecting with others instead of living uh, living in this polarized world is the existential threat to our civilization because all those other things can be addressed if we can learn to listen. Russia, right now, is saying we're not listening. You know, when the nuclear weapons were taken out of Cuba uh, during Kennedy, it looked like the way that was portrayed is we told Russia, take the weapons out or else, you know, kind of tough guy, Kennedy and we stood strong. Well, behind the scenes, it was actually a deal to take weapons, uh, the U.S. to take weapons out of Turkey, nuclear weapons, and they would take them out of Cuba because they didn't want nuclear weapons on their doorstep. Well, now we've put a ring of weapons around Russia, and these are weapons that, as I understand it, primarily shoot down uh, Russia missiles. They have 6,000 of them, so probably not going to shoot all of them down, but we can shoot a lot of them down, and that gives us a decided military advantage. It gives us one up on them and if you're russia and you're wondering well how many can they shoot down and do can they really destroy us and we don't have uh mutual assured destruction mad wow what an awful game mutual assured destruction that's the game we're playing as humans both sides know they can completely annihilate the other side. Mutually assured destruction. Well, what a God-awful way of evolving as humans. That the way we handle the problem is we let the other side know we can wipe you out and they said guess what we can wipe you out well we're threatening that game with Russia and as we keep putting in more nuclear weapons and right now it's uh, we're doing it uh, doing it again in Ukraine right now if you listen to the news, Russia's the bad guys. And we have all, you know, they're moving in troops, blah, blah, blah. But there's never really any serious discussion of what Russia concerns are. There's no serious show that sits down and says, what are Russia's concerns? Why is it that they have to put 100,000 people at the border and threaten to invade Ukraine? Do they have any real concerns? Or we just label them as bad guys, Russian bad guys? It's the way the world is operating right now, and it is extremely dangerous, and I think that polarization and lack of the ability to compromise and see the other person and listen, I think that is our existential threat to humanity, much greater than all the other stuff that we've got on the list. Makes every single situation worse. Anyway, that's my opinion on existential crisis. So, what can we do? I think that's the one area that individuals actually have a. That's where the solution has got to come from. Every time you put. Comes out of your lips. Those Republicans. The Russians. The communists. Anytime you kind of package up a word like that. I do it with the Chinese. Communist. Doesn't mean you have to agree with them. Or like it. Think it's okay. But you have to recognize that they're humans that need love and you're probably not going to change them by putting them in a box and label them as the bad guys I've known a couple of people in my life one one lady that I met at Tara Brock that does uh, meditation when you're around her you feel like she loves you Because everyone feels like she loves them. Just just the tone of her voice when she talks to you. Um, I kind of have the same reaction to a friend of mine named Joan. But that's a short list of all the people I know that when they talk to me, I feel love. Of other people that are close, and I'm certainly not on the list I would like to be, but I think that's what we have to aspire as individuals to start making the world feel like they're loved one person at a time. And as ineffective as that sounds in dealing with nuclear weapons, I think that's the best route, the only route that's open to us. And that has to spread. I know, silly. But if you get got a better idea for how to fix the polarization and polarization, I think, is just another fuzzy word for hate. Um, I'd like to know about it. Anyway, this is my two cents worth from the Ancient Texan. Hope you have a good day. Namaste. Yo, this is the Ancient Texan signing off. An earthling that believes we are all part of a world wide web we are all part of us there are no thems namaste